You're listening to episode 62 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, we're adding one more bonus episode to the time management series where we talk about really good concrete tips for managing your time and mindset tips. So stay tuned as Robin and I jump into your bonus episode for time management. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. All right, welcome back. It's Robin and Melissa. How's it going, Robin? Doing good. Good Doing good. Deal. Good deal. All right, folks. So we just wrapped up our time minute management tendency series, which we get into how we behave and how those behaviors shape how we manage time and deal with others and how that can help us or get in the way. But today we're going to come back with um, more concrete tips on time management as a bonus segment to our time management series. And so Robin and I approach these two things in two different ways. We're going to, we're going to give you the Robin version of time management and then we'll give you the Melissa version of time management <laughs> tips. <laughs> the practical and the mindset essentially is what I'm saying. All right, Robin, let's jump into the practical. So one of these time management tips that you share is make a calendar, like a shared calendar. Tell me a little bit more about this tip and why you recommend it. Well, this is specifically after you've gotten your team together and your team could actually just be you and your doctor, not necessarily everybody in the family. And eventually it grows to that. But we're talking about a shared calendar, which might be Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar that you all can get in and have access to and make changes. So you can post things such as doctor's appointments, maybe If you have an in-home caregiver, you can put when the caregiver is showing up. You might even go as far as putting that Monday is your cooking day, Tuesday is your cleaning day, things like that, personal care. And as um, it becomes more confusing for your loved one to have people visiting, it might be wise to stick that Robin's coming to visit on Monday. So then Melissa knows, well, I don't want to come Monday because that's going to be too much. So I'll come Tuesday and you can put those type things on the calendar. It also just helps with anything that you want to delegate out things like appointments. It it lets everybody know. and, And so Robin's off on Monday, so she can go to the Monday doctor's appointment, but she can't go to the Tuesday doctor's appointment. So it's just one way to organize everything that's going on in a calendar that everybody can look in. Everybody can make changes. Everybody can see what's going on. It just helps stop all those quick phone calls or texts that take time. You put it in, you're one and done. Everybody looks at it and moves forward. Okay. So quick question for you, Robin, you said in the beginning that just to, with your doctor, you weren't saying share the appointment with your doctor. Were you saying start collecting and put 
doctor's appointments on there. And then as people grow on your team, start sharing the calendar so that they can see what's going on. Yes. Yes, okay. that's, that's true. And also it can be notes. So it doesn't necessarily just have to be appointments off to the side. You could write a note that the doctor wants mom went to the appointment. Doctor wants mom to start soaking her feet twice a day. So it it's also informational as well as appointments. Okay, perfect. So people get that calendar out there and put it in a format that you can easily share. The next one, I think you already touched on it a little bit, Robin, was that delegating is a huge part of time management. Right. So back when Melissa and I talked about when you build your team, you want to get people on board with what they enjoy doing. So some folks may not enjoy cooking, so they wouldn't take on that task. But then even I'm going to step a little bit further and say with delegating, with assistance, the cooking and such, also it may be time to start having groceries delivered or meals delivered or different supplies, contacting uh, Amazon or Walmart or Target, things that can deliver that saves you from running out and going to get that. And you can keep a list uh, along on that calendar as well that's shared of these supplies are running low Mm -hmm. or this is the day that the groceries are going to be delivered, things like that. So it takes away... um, from all those extra trips here and there that it can be delivered directly to the home. Uh, Another thought would be have your medications changed to 90 days instead of 30 days. A lot of doctors as, as you age prefer to do it that way. So that lessens trips to the pharmacy. And even in addition to that, the pill packs that come prepackaged packaged and they're delivered to your home. A lot of pharmacies will now deliver to your home. So what we're trying to do is cut back on all those errands and all the time that you spend in the car away from your loved one when you could be caring for them or when you could be taking care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think those delivery services, it's, it's been a game changer. COVID forced us all to become more comfortable with utilizing delivery services. But I think, I don't know about you, Robin, but for me in particular, I love them just in my own life. How much I don't have to worry about errands taking me all day going from this place to this place to this place. Or if I go to the grocery store once a week and they didn't have what I needed or I forgot something that I could also jump on and get something delivered from maybe... Amazon's um, grocery delivery service or shipped or whatever. If And you have access to so many more stores and so much more than just your one or two spots that you go to. Again, if your store didn't have XYZ, you wouldn't have to go, oh, then to Walmart and to Target or to all these different stores to see if you can locate it. You can just put it into... Google or Amazon or whatever is out there and find it and get it sent to you. And usually very, very quickly. Well, in addition to that, a a girlfriend of mine, her mother used depends and they were of always running out. So she just put it on a automatic renewal or automatic cycle. And that was something she didn't have to think about again. She knew automatically that was going to show up. She figured out how much her mother used and then it would show up and she'd have it there. Another thing I want to point out is when I said meals, maybe immediately your mind went to meals on wheels or something to that effect, which is terrific. And if you qualify and there's a 
group in your area, that's fantastic. But I'm also talking about meals just being delivered from restaurants. Mm -hmm. I know um, a family that they were both sick over the winter time and their daughter in Texas called a restaurant here close to their home and would have something delivered. And she would call various different restaurants each day and have something delivered for them. So it's not always necessarily meals on wheels or something, um, a week supply. It might just be a local restaurant. And that's even for yourself. I, I know I found myself many times, especially during this past year, having meals delivered because I didn't want to go out and they will now leave it on your porch. There's no contact. Right. And, and it's very convenient. Yes. And often those meals are big enough to spread out for one or two meals. Yes, that is true. And or what's wonderful about all of these delivery services is that you can be an out of town family member doing this. Right. So you could literally pick up groceries for your loved one from Texas <laughs> to Tennessee or wherever because you ordered it online for them. So it, it, it can help you supplement maybe the local caregiver's burden with these delivery services because you can be online doing things and getting it sent to your loved one, even though you're not right down the street from them. Right. The other uh, option is a lot of them have drive up services. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're on the way to your loved one's house, have it scheduled that you pull into Kroger or Publix and they load up your car and off you go. So you're not going in, you're not spending the time to do the shopping. Somebody else has already done that for you. So Robin, this is a little side note and it's going to sound like a commercial and I have no affiliation with this place, but I just ate there for the first time yesterday. This little local restaurant I actually think that they they have locations in other cities, but in Nashville, well, in Cool Springs, um, it's called the Brown Bag. I don't know if you've ever heard of it or been there, but it's food that feels like what you would bring to a potluck, you know, like just good home cooked meals. They have a service that if you call ahead and say you're bringing a meal to somebody who maybe has been sick or just coming home from the hospital, that they will give you a catered meal for, I think like up to six for free for you to bring to that family. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Now, I mean, that there may be caveats cool. around it and stuff. Um, but I was just, I was, so that's like their mission. There are so many providers out there that have a product and then they also have a mission and I just thought that was so cool. And let me tell you, this food is definitely food you would want to eat if you didn't feel good. I mean, it is like home-cooked deliciousness. And um, and it's not, I mean, it's it's not unhealthy. I would think it was fairly healthy. I But, you know, I did have corn casserole and mashed potatoes yesterday, however healthy. But still, it felt like... It was gluten free, but anyway, sounds good. <laughs> yes, so there are lots of there are lots of great restaurants uh, out there, um, businesses, grocery stores, pharmacies, you know, different providers with a mission. There's a lot out there that we can utilize now from near or far to help our loved ones. So it's so exciting. Right. There's also chefs that will come into the home and prepare prepare meals as well for a fee. So that's just something to think about as well. They'll do the grocery shopping on the way. They'll come in, they'll prepare the meals and put them up in your refrigerator. 
Delicious. All right. So tell us a little bit more about the coordinating appointments. What do you mean by that? So also what we, we tend to think, or I do, that um, let's get it all done in one day. So we'll book mom a doctor's appointment, a podiatrist appointment, and maybe the dentist all in one day. Well, where that's efficient for us, that's not efficient for someone who's older and getting in and out. So try and spread those outings out and plus look at it as a little bit of socialization. So even though it seems to be maybe not as timely, it is much better for your loved one. You will get better response from them. You know, if your loved one's a, a early morning person, afternoon or evening. So schedule those appointments based on how they are. My mother never liked to get up early. So a one o'clock appointment was perfect for her. A four o'clock appointment was not because by then she was tired and we wouldn't get a lot of information out. So be the little detective again and look around and see what works best for your loved one. Perfect. And what additional services can people bring into the mix outside of just like your, your friends and family that would help with time management. Right. So think about, we've talked about care managers. They can absolutely come in. You've got your non-medical care companies. You have transportation companies, and I'm talking not necessarily medical transportation. They do have those available, but companies, Uber, can do that. And if you live in Middle Tennessee in Franklin, they have a service that they can bring their trolley and you can go from directly into a doctor's appointment and then they'll come back and pick you up. So there's all types of services that provide transportation that you can access, but also your housekeeping, your maintenance around the home. Those are things you can hire out, bring people in, and that takes that off your to-do list of um, maybe repairing a porch or watering the flowers or cleaning the house. Somebody else is doing that, that is still good and healthy for your family. Again, it's back to socialization. You're bringing some other people in. They get to talk and visit with your loved one. They have contact with the outside world. It's not just you, your family. It's bringing that team together to help make things easier as you move forward. Okay. Those are Wonderful concrete tips, Robin. Now I'm going to dive a little bit into the mindset of time management. Um, you know me, I love this emotional stuff. So <laughs> Go let's for get it. started. All right. So one of the things that new newer families adjusting to dementia might not, I don't know, sometimes people, we just get stuck in our old ways that, hey, when mom wanted us to come visit, she wanted quality time and she wanted us to stick around for at least an hour. Anything shorter than an hour would just not feel very valuable. When it comes to dementia, time goes out the window. You can't engage for very long periods of time because you can't hold each other, you can't hold their attention anyway. So sometimes the most powerful visits are really short visits. We knew somebody, Robin and I know somebody who the way she timed her visits when she visited her mom with dementia in a facility setting was that she'd go in, she'd say hi to her mom. Her mom would get all excited to see her, which is what the joy, you know, the joy and the excitement about recognizing somebody. Then very quickly, her mom's attention would wane and she'd excuse herself, go down the hallway to check on the nurse, to get a status update, 
and then, you know, be gone maybe five, 10 minutes and then come back to see her mom again for another 10 minutes. And her mom would think it was a whole nother visit, right? Get excited and cheerful. And, and then after about 10 minutes, her, her attention would wane again. So she got the benefit of two visits to her mom <laughs> and a 30 minute visit that not only gave her mom quality time, it was more about quality over quantity. And she got to check in and get the status update. And that was a very powerful, you know, very productive visit and not a long visit. So remember that the shorter visits are more efficient and valuable. So also not everything is an emergency. We really need to take time to assess. Now, don't get me wrong. In a legitimate 911 situation, we we know what those are. and We know we need to jump up and get things going. But sometimes when, especially our loved ones with dementia, they may be completely safe and sound and everything's okay. But why do they, why are they calling? Oh, mom's calling again. Or mom wants me to come over. Or the guilt trip starts. And all of these tendencies towards, I need you, I need you now. And not everything is an emergency and it not, or, or, or a need. It may be a want. So give yourself enough time to really question how best to incorporate those requests with your own boundaries. You might not actually need to drop everything. And the stress around taking that call, if you know where your boundaries are and when you're going to say yes and when you're going to say no, then you're going to, one, you're going to manage your time better and you're going to manage your stress better as well. So again, those healthy boundaries, saying no is okay. We really need to get more comfortable with saying no. I see, uh, and I work with people all the time who have to establish boundaries and the fear usually is on the front end. There's not a ton of fallout on the back end. Usually there's adjustment, but I wouldn't, I'm not, I've seen really positive transformations happen with healthy boundaries. I've not seen a lot of severed and damaged relationships. So I think we're more afraid of boundaries than we need to be. And again, Robin already mentioned this, but I'll just reiterate it from a mindset standpoint is the delegating based on people's strengths and preferences. And just remember for yourself and for others that doing two hours of something you love beats doing 10 minutes of something you dread. So keep that in mind. If, if you have a big task cleaning out a closet and you love cleaning out the closets, um, you know, do that. Go, gravitate to those tasks. Give those tasks to somebody who loves those tasks. And then do the shorter tasks to people who may not mind sitting, Robin, I think you had a perfect story of sometimes the how painful it was for you on an emotional standpoint to sit with your mom as she repeated herself over and over and over again. That was hard on your journey, but your husband could do it. Right. So would it, would it have been, um, what would have been better, scenario A or scenario B? Scenario A, you go in and feel obligated to sit and and talk with your mom, even though it was very painful and and took a lot of time and your husband went and cleaned up the kitchen or scenario B, vice versa. (laughs) Vice versa. (laughs) That's a no brainer. Yeah. So he had, and you had the, still had the wonderful bonding time with your mom, but your husband got to sit there and really engage with her while you had time to go and then maybe spruce up her kitchen. So 
Keep that in mind, folks. Um, don't feel guilty about asking or accepting help. This is a real time waster, is when we put off asking for help. And there's loving, amazing people out there that don't want to see you or your loved one suffer or do it all on your own. So stop wasting time feeling guilty. And last but not least, taking care of your own needs is not a waste of time. So prioritizing that downtime and incorporating that into your schedule is not a waste of time because a strong and healthy you is a strong and empowered caregiver. So that's kind of it. That wasn't too painful. That wasn't too mushy and painful, was it, Robin? No, it was very practical and emotional all at once. And I would encourage all of you to start implementing some of these tips and make your journey much easier. All right. So thank you so much, Robin. And next week, as the final kind of wrap up, we are going to explore how to say no. <laughs> the final <laughs> the final part in all of this time management um, is is exploring and getting comfortable with saying no. So stay tuned and join us next week. And we are so glad you were here with us today. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at DaughtersOnFire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.